Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. Love having you here with us. Today on Thursday, December 21st, 2023, Lockdown Blue Devils is your daily podcast devoted to everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. Today we got to talk about that win last night for Duke basketball over Baylor in Madison Square Garden. What a performance it was from Duke. And who better to talk about it with than our good pal Jordan Mann, the uh, host of the Big J and Little J show. He also runs at Duke FB Fans. Jordan was on the program a little bit earlier this week when we had our Mailbag Monday episode. So this week is so special, we've got him on twice, and we're going to recap last night's win over Baylor. If you have not done so already, wherever you get your podcast, please be sure to follow and subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Watch the show daily on YouTube. Hit that like button. Share this video with your friends. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can continue to grow this thing. Without further ado, let me bring him on, my good friend, your good friend, Jordan Mann's back with us. Good to see you, man. Twice in one week. What a treat for all of us. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on as always, JJ. Uh, Merry Christmas to the listeners. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, Merry Christmas, Duke basketball. Huge (laughs) win against Baylor. So I'm excited to talk about some Duke. What a big win it was for Duke. 78-70, the final score as the Blue Devils defeat Baylor. Uh, We were talking about this win and how important it could be for Duke to get on the right track to pick up one of those big non-conference victories and against a really good team in Baylor. When we last spoke and we're doing a lot of the conversations leading into this game, we didn't know that Baylor would absolutely have a blowout loss against Michigan State like they did over the weekend. And then you're wondering, okay, now how does Baylor respond? Do they bounce back a little bit? Uh, Not able to do that. A competitive back-and-forth game, but ultimately Duke was able to walk away and win. Baylor looked as good as advertised in my eyes, but that just made it all the more special uh, that Duke was able to pick up a win like that. Yeah, I was trying to turn off my fan, turn off my lights while you are talking, JJ. Sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Duke, look, Duke came out hot, and then Baylor came back, showed that they were a top-10 team by punching Duke right back in the mouth, and then Duke battled back. And that's something that Duke needed, that Duke fans also needed to see. Look, Duke's going to – go out to a hot start, but they're not just going to run away against top 10 team. Baylor was going to make a comeback. It was how Duke was going to uh, react to that adversity. And Duke fans obviously have been worried with how the season has started so far with three losses in the first 10 games. And Duke just showed, hey, they're an MSG. When the lights are bright, Duke basketball is at its best. And they came back in the second half, man, and just punched them right back. I mean, it was just – it was a signature win for John Shire, like so, something like top 10 win this early in the season for him, uh, especially after last season too. Like, I'm just so proud of him. I'm proud of Duke and just all the guys. I know we're going to dive into it, but it really was from top to bottom of the guys that contributed from the starting five to Ryan Young playing eight minutes off the bench. It was just, it was awesome to watch. Amazing performance last night for Duke. A good start to the game for the Blue Devils in that one. Again, they win it 78-70. to A good start right out of the gates. They've got a two-point lead at halftime. But in that first half, Duke had as much as a 10-point lead before Baylor kind of fought back. Baylor takes a lead late in the first half. Then Duke responds and is able to go up by two 
at the break. One of our good friends in the Duke basketball community, Russell Hainline at Duke Better on Twitter. I saw him post, you know, hey, this is uh, the best four-minute start to the season for Duke basketball. And then he quote tweets that and says it's the best eight-minute start to the season for Duke basketball. I'm hoping we can keep doing this every four minutes. I was too. I was hoping we were just going to have a dominant performance all the way around. Uh, That was not to be the case. But Duke, at the end of the day, still able to get the job done, Jordan. Yeah, and it's like I said, it started off with McCain. McCain came out aggressive. Shout out to Shire again. Like first set, going to Jared McCain, hits the jumper, and it starts the starts what the night was going to be for him. Seven or eleven from the field. He went one for one on the first possession, and then Shire in the second half. Filipowski struggled throughout the night. What does he do? He runs a set straight for Filipowski, finish around the rim. Filipowski did not, but it did not shy away Shire from still going after the big man and. Bill Paskey said at 13 and 10. I know it's five or 14 from the field, but Shire's going to get his guys involved. Like if he knows one of them needs to get going, which he's done with McCain now three straight games, the opening possession going at him to get his day started, he's going to do it with Flip coming out of the second half if Flip has a slow first half. And yeah, it was just McCain started and Roach finished it. Jeremy Roach, man, I love his game. He is just the ideal senior point guard like I've talked about with you. And I was happy to see McCain start it. Roach finish it, and then how about Caleb Foster? I mean, just a very quiet 12 points and did a lot of little things very well for Duke. Let's go back to the mailbag that we had on Monday. We got a question via email uh, in our mailbag episode. Again, if you missed it, find it in your podcast feed. Go back and watch it on our YouTube channel. But we asked this question, or we were asked this question, Jordan. Uh, We provided answers, but we were asked, will Jared McCain be someone Duke can rely on in big games that was literally a question we were asked earlier this week yep and i said that he was going to be the third guy i said they were going to go for flip and roach because they are the guys for duke and then mccain needed to prove that he could be the third guy and last night or against baylor he was the first guy for the most part i mean 21 (laughs) points the leading score and he just he what mccain can do offensively raises duke's ceiling so much more than anybody else on the floor like you know what Filipowski's ceiling is but if you need to go get a bucket JJ I was sitting around thinking about this if you're like hey go get a bucket he is your second guy second or third guy on the team Roach is number one and then you can argue a healthy Proctor could be number two if not then it's McCain a Filipowski's number five on my list yeah and it's like hey go get a bucket I have those three guys and then I have Caleb Foster and then Filipowski and McCain his shooting ability, he had a tough finish around the rim when Duke needed it. And then that jab step three when Duke was down four and right in the corner in front of the Duke bench to cut it to one. I mean, the guy just – he has the bolts, baby. He has the bolts. Unbelievable to watch. Big-time fan of Jared McCain, and he stepped up. Again, he had those big performances against Hofstra and Charlotte. He has just eight points against Arizona. Really doesn't do much at all against Michigan State. He showed up last night against Baylor, and that's more of what Duke is going to need to see from him moving forward down the stretch. Let's talk about some of those other strong performances from Duke last night, and we'll do that after we take our first time out here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the absolute best. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to make sure that you have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. 
LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They've got a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, it's the process that's intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, make the process quicker and easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside my pal Jordan Mann at Coach J Mann on X at Duke FB Fans and the host of the Big J and Little J Show. We've got the Birmingham Bowl coming up a little bit later this weekend. Tell me, uh, tell me about your show, man. You got a lot of things to be talking about. Yeah, we're taking the week off for Christmas, and but we'll be back uh, the week after. And uh, yeah, man, it's just bowl season's here. Duke's going to be playing against Troy. Still curious to see how who. Uh, Dresses out for Duke because, you know, bowl mania now, yeah. bowl season, everybody's opting out. Guys are transferring. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll recap the Birmingham Bowl, and then we'll be talking about Duke uh, basketball going into January. I mean, the schedule looks pretty promising for Duke in the month of January. Coming off this Baylor win, looks like Duke can take – if Duke takes care of business, you're looking at an undefeated January going into a very tough end of uh, – beginning of February. No doubt about that. I'm excited to see what is to come, not only for Duke basketball, but Duke football as they go forward uh, with Manny Diaz. And then what's to come with the Big J and Little J show. And I know that we're going to get all of that uh, from you, my friend. So we'll be sure to uh, follow along and see what we can do there uh, supporting you and your work. So talking more about this basketball game for Duke last night, eight-point victory over Baylor. Jared McCain, 21 points, leading the way. But, uh, man, let's talk a little bit more about Jeremy Roach and what we saw out of him. Duke's senior leader, he finishes with 18 points, had come into the game shooting 61% over his last five, averaging 19 points per game, 50% on the season from three-point range. He goes one for two last night from three-point range, so he's keeping that 50% mark going. Uh, But what else did you like about Roach's performance? Uh, I mean, I've already I've already talked about it a little bit, but just the way he closes games, man. I mean, he's done this whole career for Duke, but now when he is the guy that needs to be the closer for Duke, he doesn't fade away. I mean, he he just goes. He's a three-level scorer. He's shooting 50% from three. His mid-range game is unbelievable, and the way he's crafty to get around his defender to get to the rim is just it's top-notch in college basketball. Like, it looks like his defender has an angle – and he'll swipe down or do something discreetly to get that extra half step to get around to finish at the rim. And he, Shire keeps it simple. That's one reason, one of the things I love about Shire. One thing I love about Shire is let his guys hoop. He lets his guys hoop at the end of the game for where, hey, Roach is your best man in two-man game. Pick and roll, pick and pop. The guy can slip a screen. Roach is going to take the defender, and he's going to create with whatever he's got. And he trusts his senior point guard to make the right decision and the last four minutes of the game, Jeremy Roach did not make one bad decision with the ball. And that is just – you need that to be a top 10, top five college basketball team from your point guard. And Jeremy Roach has done that night in and night out. He also played all 40 minutes, Jordan. Yep. And, yep. and that that's something that I don't know that we give enough credit to. I mean, 
you've been a basketball player throughout your life. You know what the type of conditioning that kind of goes into it. And I can only imagine when you've got this epic matchup in a building like Madison Square Garden, the intensity that's there, how much of a just physical toll that's got to be on your body. And yet down the stretch, having played the entire game, it didn't matter. Roach still seems so calm. Oh, yeah. When I played JJ after the first media timeout, I'm begging for a sub at the 16. <laughs> so he is light years ahead of me in conditioning. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, he, 40 minutes, five, like just efficient across the board at playing 40 minutes of basketball against Baylor, against yeah. a team that gets in you 94 feet and makes you work for every inch with the ball in your hand or you just running down the court, they're going to bump it. They're going to bump you. And he was never phased, man. Five of nine and seven of eight from the line when it matters most. And yeah, he 18 points. And like Jalen Blakes or came in, had 10 minutes. He still didn't play 20. So my stats still reign true, JJ. He's shooting 90% when he plays 20 or more minutes. So, and then like speaking about subs though, Duke only basically played two guys. I know TJ Power played three minutes, but Ryan Young played eight, Blakes played 10. I was seeing fans upset. Like so every time Ryan Young gets in, they're just ready for something to happen. And then the 8-0 run that Baylor had in the second half with Ryan Young in, none of those points were against Ryan Young. Like I I I don't understand why he gets so much flack. Well, right. I do. It's because he's an undersized four that plays below the rim for Duke basketball. Duke's never had that. So it's just like he's on the court. You think he's one thing, but he's not. And the that stretch. When he came back in, that two-and-a-half-minute stretch completely flipped the game. It went from a toss-up to Dukes running away with it, and that was credit to Ryan Young. His three-minute stretch, I think it was, J.J., late in the second half, and I just got to give him credit. Eight minutes, the guy, the pod god is what I call him, came off the bench, man, and just showed what a senior leader does, a senior role player at that, J.J., and just shout-out to Ryan Young for his eight minutes. And he also just felt kind of calm. And, and, I mean, it didn't feel like it was too much for, for Young out there. Like, down the stretch, really impressive stuff from this Duke team. I've been thinking a lot about, uh, I think it was last year's Super Bowl. Uh, they were studying kind of Patrick Mahomes' ability, that final drive, trying to go out there and win a Super Bowl. And just absurd when you studied his heartbeat during those biggest moments how calm he is. And ever since kind of seeing those numbers, I've thought about myself a lot when I'm watching these big time games with the bright lights, how some players really do look a little bit more panicked trying to make more things happen. And it's always those calm players who tend to be your best ones that can kind of silence all of that and get the job done. Yeah. It's just, who can you rely on? And that's what Ryan Young has proven that he can be for Shire. His two years at Duke is, he can be relied on to be thrown in. And Phil Pawski cannot play 40 minutes. Phil yeah. Pawski is not Jeremy Roach in terms of stamina. Phil Pawski needs a breather. And the first breather when Ryan Young came in, Phil Pawski got hit in the face. So somebody had to go in the game. It had to be somebody for Duke. And Baylor scored a couple buckets. But, again, it wasn't on Ryan Young. But I see the people on Twitter going crazy. I'm like, relax on 15. Like, he's it's not him. And so I'm just – I'm happy to – that he does well, so Duke fans can appreciate him and give him his flowers for the big moments like the last three-minute stretch he played in uh, last night's game, J.J. 
Big-time performance for Ryan Young. Big-time performance for Duke basketball. Let's see what else is coming up next for this Duke team. And I do want to highlight a little bit more about what we saw out of Kyle Filipowski, one of Duke's stars so far this season. And we'll do that after one more break here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. This app is so easy to use, available on all the phone platforms there within the App Store. Download it. Go ahead. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. So go ahead, visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off this NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, we're closing down today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils alongside my pal Jordan Mann at Coach J Mann and at Duke FB fans talking about this Duke basketball victory over Baylor. Kyle Filipowski on the day. Finishes with just 13 points. He does not make a three-point shot from the outside. Uh, does finish in double digits in terms of rebounds. Uh, and, and really, in some ways, play a great game. And if you would break down Filipowski's game a little bit more for me, Jordan, what did you see? Yeah, he just – the one thing he struggles with is just his – first step against quicker teams and like he can get by a defender and he loves that spin move to get to the rim but the problem is Filipowski suffers what I suffer from is lack of explosiveness sometimes and a couple of times you couldn't jump over a pencil JJ and then he would get it got blocked around the rim but what I love about flip is no matter how many times he struggles in a game he keeps going at it it's basically what I've told you what I wanted Jared McCain to do throughout this season. If you start like one of seven, don't finish two of eight. I'd rather you go nine of 21, like keep shooting the rock. And that's what Philip House has done this whole season. I mean, the Arkansas game arguably was one of his worst games going into the last five minutes of the game. And then he finished nine of 20 and with 26 points. He just never quit when it looked like he should have quit. And the Baylor game, same example. Like he just struggled. I think he was like two of, I think it was two of nine, JJ. Then made his last three shots, I think. I'm, I could be wrong. No. But my point being is you're two of eight, two of nine. All right, it's not your game. Facilitate. He was like, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to score three straight buckets. And he did. And though he was five of 14, the dude's just, he grinds. He, he grinds it out, and sometimes it's not pretty, J.J., but at the end of the day, it had a double-double against the top-ten team. All right, so we look at Baylor in particular with this game. Jacoby Walter uh, is atop the sc- scouting report for so many people. He leads all freshmen in the entire country in scoring, uh, already uh, presumed lottery pick when we look at the draft and the next level of play. But in so many ways, Ease Missy on the inside was the big-time player that we were talking about uh, after his performance against Duke. And this has now been a little bit of um, a consistent theme that we've seen throughout the season, kind of those bigs putting together big performances against a Duke squad that doesn't have a Derek Lively or Mark Williams of years past. What did you make of kind of that idea, and, and how can Duke maybe combat that in the games to come, you think? So that's a great – That's a. am glad you brought this up, JJ, because this is a great talking point. So – 
one thing that Filipowski struggles with a little bit on the defensive end is his he tries to come over from help side and block shots. JJ or JJ, Jay Billis talked about this on the broadcast last night. When Filipowski comes over for a block shot, there is nobody else to come down for his guy that gets the offense rebound and put back. And that's what Baylor was living off of in the first half. And when you look at that, you kind of you might think, hey, Mark Mitchell, come down and pin Filipowski's guy. But in reality, those are low percentage shots that the guy is attempting around the rim. So Filipowski does not need to go and block that shot or try to block that shot, JJ, because when he does that, his guy is now wide open for a putback. If he just stays put and lets the low lets the point guard have that low percentage out of control layup go off the glass, he's right there for the rebound. And my I attest to this because I played with uh, a shot blocker in college, and he bro- he broke the single-game shot blocking record and broke the uh, career shot blocking record in three years. But my coach in film was always like, Ray, stop going, stop overhelping. When you try to block this shot, your guy's getting the putback. And that's what Filipowski's doing. Filipowski will get – he's in help position, stay in help position. Don't leave your feet to try and block the shot. You do that, your guy is now a vulnerable, wide-open layup and it's more so his guy. So what I'd like to see coming out of Christmas is him more stunting around of out-of-control guard around the rim and then boxing his guy out rather than leaving his feet for the attempted shot block. So I, I want to do talk about the performance, though, on the interior once again from Missy on the inside, the defensive end of the floor. So here we have Filipowski going for all those blocks. Missy finishes 11 points, 10 rebounds. Five block shots. And then I think about earlier this season against Arizona, they've got Umar Balu, who's been a terrific shot blocker this season on the inside, kind of was controlling what was done on the interior there for Duke. Offensively, is this, hey, Duke's going to rely a little bit more on those outside shots they were knocking down? Although you look at the numbers and Duke was only four of 12 from three-point range against Baylor. I don't know. It's just it, five blocks is not something you want to see. And one player was able to get that for Baylor alone last night. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, coming in this season, J.J., you you knew Filipowski was more of a stretch four that's playing a five position because sure. Duke didn't get a big man. So him struggling around the rim against athletic players shouldn't be shocking just because, one, he came off the hip surgery, so he's still recovering from that. And, two, that's just not his natural position. He's more of just a stretch four. And three, JJ, I have Duke as four of ten from three because when Mark Mitchell shoots a three, I'm just we got to start making different categories. But <laughs> it's so I have Duke at forty percent from three. That's your best line of the day. Well, <laughs> that's your best line of the day. Well done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it's just it's something that Duke's gonna have to live with because you don't want Duke to not be aggressive around the rim, like because if you do that, then people are it's just gonna mess up the offense. So keep being aggressive. But, it, yeah, the shot blocks are just going to happen, unfortunately. It is a weird stat because Duke had zero blocks. They had seven. And then there was another stat that just stuck out to me, too. Oh, and the three-point shooting, speaking of shooting from the outside, the Roach uh, – I had the stats in front of me, but Roach and um, – McCain had three McCain, of them. Yeah, had four – had made all four threes. McCain had three and Roach had the other. And so those guys, green light, baby, green light. But – yeah, with the shot blocks around the rim, JJ, unfortunately, just kind of what it is for this season. But you want to see Flip continually be aggressive because that's one thing, like I just attest to about him being determined is 
He had those shots blocked early off the backboard in the first half. He could have shied away and was like, hey, I'm not going to do this. But then late in the fourth, late in the second half, he had that rip through on the short corner spin and finished with the left-hand layup right around the rim. That like, was awesome. <laughs> I was like, wow, like you just had like you've been blocked four times at this point and you keep going right at him. So just the determination by Filipowski in a tough shooting game is always just great to see. How are you feeling about Duke? 11 games into the season, 8-3 and three right now. You mentioned watching the TV broadcast, You, myself included. So many of us are watching, and very early in the broadcast, they highlight the fact, I did not realize this, that Duke had not lost four games prior to Christmas since 1982. And they show that, and you're a little worried, like, oh, man, this might happen. Fortunately, it did not. Here we are, an 8-3 and three Duke basketball team getting Proctor back very, very soon, it appears. How are you feeling overall as we wrap up today? Optimistic. Like, I, I, I mean, I just, like, you, you're, we're starting to see Duke figure things out, like we talked about in the mailbags. Like, Duke's figuring things out. Shire adapts to everything, which I've talked about. With you're the you. biggest Shire fanboy, man. Yeah, he it. adapts. He, know, he, he takes the losses on the chin, and then he adapts from them. I mean, the two-game losing streak with Arkansas, Georgia Tech, this is a different team now. And – he just I, – I love him, and I love that Proctor's coming back and Duke's going to hit stride coming into uh, the new year. And I think Duke can really set the tone in January and finish January strong, hopefully knock on wood, as they end January and go into February. As you said, Jordan, earlier to start today's show, I do want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, and uh, looking forward to doing this again sometime soon, okay? Looking forward to it, JJ. Thank you. All right, that's Jordan Mann joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Go give him a follow at Coach J Man at Duke FB Fans. You know he's going to be excited about the Birmingham Bowl coming up this weekend, so go check out all of his stuff. That's going to do it for our show here today. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you soon. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.